You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. I don't know about you guys, but I've sensed a lot more updog in this season compared to season one. <laughs> yes. I'm not even going to dignify that one. With the Do it. <laughs> right. I also believe that there is updog around. I'm not doing in this it. Season. I'm not. Somebody say it. <laughs> You're not taking my energy away, you vampire. Hey, if you guys don't mind during this review, can I turn on my conservative AM radio? well if you guys don't know what we're reviewing we are reviewing what we do in the shadows (laughs) i assume you know what we're doing because we've you clicked on this thing (laughs) god damn it i was supposed to be the one introducing i wanted to thirst on their energy vicariously through this recording (laughs) i'm nathan and we are reviewing what we do in the shadows which is the spin spin off sequel spin off sequel it's a spinoff. Yeah, to the yeah. the amazing sort of cult classic, What We Do in the Shadows by Taika Waititi. And this follows three vampires, one energy vampire, and uh, they're familiar. And Jermaine Clement. Ah, Jermaine Clement. <laughs> you forgot him. Eh. No, well, he's kidding. not in this one. He's not in much. this one. Well, he helped create the movie. <laughs> He did, but he's also... We were talking about the vampires at this point, though. Yeah, well, it took me a while to go back and remember what his last name was. Continue. <laughs> Mindy, stop, stop sucking away my energy. Uh, basically, this is just... That's one awkward silence! That's two awkward silences! That's three awkward silences! Basically, ah, ah, ah. this is a spinoff set in Staten Island, and uh, we're on its second season now, and the first season sort of... Did it surprise you guys with how awesome it was? I love I love the first season a lot. I actually so I, I, to some people, including me, I actually like it more than I like the movie personally. Me too. I agree. I would agree as well. I feel that the movie like is absolutely hilarious and deserves all the praise it gets until like the last twenty minutes. Then it just sort of becomes like dead air. I could definitely, yeah, that's definitely part of what I, one of my issues, that they, they do their jokes, and then it feels like they ran out of jokes, and so they just sort of meander until they get, you get kind of to sort of a climax, I guess, in that movie. Um, whereas in this one, they have a lot of great, like, premises involving these vampires, more than just, like, their three vampires living together. It's more like, well, what are they, what else are they, can they do they run into? Well, also, they have the... The fact that one of the vampires is not a traditional vampire. He's the energy vampire, which creates a whole new sub-genre of storytelling because he's different. 
And then on top of that, they focus on the familiar more, which is didn't quite do so much in the movie. So oh, adding those two characters and also adding a couple as well. So you have these people playing off of each other. There was a lot more dynamics that were different, that are different in the show versus in the movie. In the movie, it felt like you had a lot of people who were very similar going through the same things, I thought. Made it kind of dry. That's actually a very good point. And uh, I also, I can listen to Matt Berry talk for hours on end. Of course you could. I love Nadia's And also, accent. there's a brown person on screen, so that's pretty good. <laughs> yes. Guillermo. Guillermo is uh, a fan. Guillermo. Oh, I Guillermo. love Guillermo. So Guillermo. And I love the fact that this season focused on him and on his existential crises about who he truly is and his journey through that. <laughs> that was wonderful. That's really... That's really Guillermo was like a stormtrooper. He's just sitting by himself, like, "Am I the bad guy?" <laughs> and you're not really sure, though. That's the thing. You're like, "Is he the bad? Is he a bad guy, or what is he?" And that's what that's really the core of the season is Guillermo dealing with the fact that he has discovered he's really good at murdering vampires. <laughs> he's a descendant oh, yeah. of Van Helsing, specifically. What I think this season has above the first season for me is I felt like this was the season where I just full on found as much love as I could have for every single member of the main cast. Me too. Like, Oh yeah. I, Absolutely. <laughs> there is no least favorite to me. Like there's definitely probably a favorite with Colin Robertson, Robinson. Cause that guy. I love Nadia. Oh, Nadia is great. Nadia and her evil doll always steal the show for me. I have such a hard time figuring out who's my favorite. Cause every time I think I have a favorite, one of them does something that goes, okay, now you're my favorite. And it's just, it's, impossible to pick like like you guys said like even colin robinson at times i'm like you're my favorite now it just keeps going back and forth and it's amazing oh my god yes (laughs) when he slicked back his bald head and hair appeared (laughs) my favorite yeah my favorite thing about these characters specifically the energy vampire is how different his role set is compared to everybody else he can go out in the sun he he's fine with having an actual job kind of thing and that's how he gets his energy and he can you know he doesn't have to worry about like certain things like he doesn't have to worry about a lot of the thing, the little things that they do for some reason but at the same time he's also a giant pain in their ass well oh, he yeah. can I suck he energy can from vampires <laughs> exactly he's their hulk uh, i uh what i found to be so great about this season and to a certain extent the last season, but more so this season. The special effects are really good on this show. Like, just shockingly good at times. They went Think out about of the way. effects of the movie, and then look at the show. I Even the werewolf in the first season looks great. It's obvious how much much budget they had in the show compared to they had in in the movie, definitely. And there's, there's whole episodes where they... You're like, damn, the budget for, like, this episode must be huge. I, like, there's one episode in particular that I can point to where I'm like, god damn, you guys put a lot of work into just this one this one gag, basically. Is it the troll That just one? goes on. Yeah. Oh, the, troll. the troll gag is amazing. Oh. Because, <laughs> and the best part is if you watch it, like, there's a point where the, a sensor just goes away, and then you're just like, oh my god. Like, the tension to weird-ass detail you guys have in the sequence is amazing. I know that you know they got some studio FOW guys over there or something. So y'all, what was your favorite episode this season? For me, it was the one with the spam email 
that they (laughs) thought was an actual curse. And so they're drastically trying to do all these things to stop Bloody Mary from cursing them. Because, you know, they're old school and they, you know, from times where curses are real. And so all these little things that either add to the curse or take away from it based on this spam. It was just so beautiful that how earnestly they took this email. And then you also get Guillermo, like, (laughs) trying so hard not to be a vampire hunter, but being so good at it. He's desperate. He's desperate to not be a vampire hunter. Like, there's that part... Actually, that's some of my favorite stuff, is the vampire hunting group, because of, like, how pathetic they are. Oh, yes. When he first gets there. Like, there's that great moment where they're like, who's got an idea? And he's like, well, we should just all have sex with each other. He's like, could you stop... Like, saying that. (laughs) (laughs) And they have, like, no idea what to do, and I love that about them. Out of my favorites, mine's definitely gotta be Colin's promotion. Mm. Because I thought that... Yes! That was just the funniest shit. Just seeing as he drained them more and more, all their bits got funnier. Well, in the meantime, he just... the, The use of his energy was so funny to me. When he slams down that garbage can in the bathroom... I died. <laughs> well, it's interesting just to see how much of an actual threat he really, really is. He is the most powerful person on the screen. Yeah, he's the most powerful vampire in the house, if you wanted to be. And there's a great, there's a lot of great world building for him, too, because you find out basically how he gets his jobs. Yeah. I love that he has no idea what his job does. Nope, he's just there. And he just stays there when <laughs> some other business comes in. And the thing is, there's so many great episodes, and like, and it's, it's difficult for me to really pin down what my favorite would be, because there's so many great moments yes. in each one. Like, I think Ghost has some of my favorite sequences in it, um, as well as Witches. Witches is great. And as well as The Return. I, a collaboration The Return also well. has some great ones. Yeah, there's so many, like, I can't, pin, I can't pinpoint the exact one where I'm like, this one is my favorite kind of thing and even like with the guest stars i can't pinpoint which guest star is my favorite of the season like i'll point out one about well this one's my favorite like, well no but this one was so much more insane and then you're just back and forth and the show is full of guest stars i think my favorite guest star out of all of them was Haley jolas he was pretty great oh Topher. yeah i was so disappointed with the fact that he was only in the one episode kind of thing i was really hoping he would be like another familiar that would last through like a chunk of the show but because because it was weird because like he was everyone liked him for some reason including colin robinson Culkin? why wouldn't you like him not not a little <laughs> joel osmond it's it's Elijah Wood. why wouldn't you like him <laughs> well let's talk about Danny radcliffe i'm just kidding no that's not him uh no like Haley, Haley joel osmond like when he first gets there you're like this is this is going to be a thing but then it turns into this other thing and then Benedict Wong uh, yes. Yes. had me fucking dying. I mean, oh my it, god. Like, the second yes. he starts scatting. And then, I mean, there's... Uh, what can you say about Mark Hamill? I mean, there's so many highlights. I mean, there are certain episodes that I feel are a little bit weaker than most. Like, the I found that the one with... Uh, La- or not Laszlo. Or, yeah, no, Laszlo and Nadja... With uh, all the songs that they had already made before is, yeah, a oh, little yeah. bit weaker, but not by right. much. Well, I love 
I, it was only slightly weaker, but and it's only because some of the gags just don't work as well. But the gags that hit hit really well because he's like, well, I have all these songs that people have stolen, but all of them were like really sexual originally, and then all they did was just made them. Child yeah, friendly. like <laughs> row 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 your boat is apparently a song about masturbation. It's like stroke stroke yeah. stroke your cock or something like that, and that. And then yeah, it's like, you wouldn't right. it's think like, yes. you would rhyme stroke with stroke. And then there's the one where they're like, <laughs> it's like a song about Hitler that just fucking had me dying. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, that's probably not. That one probably hasn't aged well. And I was just, God, every time. And the fact that Colin Robinson, and that's the thing, Colin Robinson is a huge part of the season as well. Because he consistently is like doing things for them that he knows is going to get him more energy. Yes, well, I, I really, I really like that, that comedian. He he has a great role in Better Call Saul, and you've seen him in The Office. He used to actually be a Wisconsin cringe comedian. He got to start doing this where he'd play a yo-yo instructor named Kay Strauss, who would go on these local access, or not, like local news morning shows and teach kids how to be environmentally friendly via yo-yoing. Yeah, it's- yeah, I saw a clip of that because they're all on YouTube. Yeah, and they tell a story <laughs> throughout them, and, and they it's get amazing. Sad. The look on his face, like, is just—he's just, just straight face the entire time, the same way he is with Colin Robinson, and he's so fucking good at it that you can't help but love him. What's so and... different about Colin Robinson from all of his other roles is just that he weaponizes his style of humor, <laughs> like. Yeah, he'll start talking. You'll you could just think it's normal him talking. Then his eyes will have that iris like UV sort of <laughs> stuff. You're like, God damn it, Colin. Well, I don't know like some of his other he's stuff, so, but he's like so it, it's more like some of the stuff that he says because he's a vampire. Like at one point, he slips in blood and he's angry about his clothes. So he's like, I guess I'll just tell them I was in a bus accident. And as he walks away, and it's just like, <laughs> and he's just. Yeah, he's just perfectly content with that. And then there's the the episode where it's revealed that he does online trolling the fuck with people to get their energy. And he's just like, well, that was very racist. It's like, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> Why, yes, it was. <laughs> and you, you just know how, that... How did, you, uh, how did you all feel about uh, Nandor and Guillermo's relationship this season? I don't know about you, old chap, but I have a raging heart on. <laughs> yeah, Nandor... <laughs> Nandor and Guillermo's relationship has evolved probably the most that have ever. Oh, because Guillermo has evolved. Because it's a lot of... Well, not only that, but it's the fact that, like, Nandor is also, like, is trying to come to terms that his friend might also be a crazy killer. <laughs> I realized when you said that. I thought you meant Nandor and Laszlo, who have a big reveal towards the end of the season. But that yeah. was a great one, yeah. No, Nandor and Guillermo are fantastic together and i like how guillermo just becomes more confident as the season goes on while still not knowing what the fuck he is really because he knows he can kill all of them if he wanted to yeah. he holds their lives in his hands he's like but no 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 okay i'll go do your laundry you pieces <laughs> of shit yeah there's that great moment at the end of season one or not season one episode one where he's like yeah my master saved me and you know if he's not going to be nice you know well, there's a scene where he's like, oh, talking fuck. about, you know, his time there, and he's just like, I have to hold back, and it's like a flashback where he's just cleaning a sword while he's just looking at them. Yeah, he's just right behind them, <laughs> cleaning it, and there's there's great, there's a lot of great, like, 
weird weird vampires that appear as well that also have a lot of defects because we mentioned the effects earlier and i want to bring up carol specifically oh my god that she was, was the one with the, the eyes right? effects horrifying yeah yeah she like the effects so of carol are so good and and then the the revelation the revelation that Nick Kroll had lost like a lot of his like gang from you know his place setting on fire, <laughs> kind of thing, <laughs> and and then oh the, the my favorite reveal in this entire season is a, is a throwaway joke, which is that Elvis has been living in Staten Island under their basement this entire yes. fucking time, <laughs> along with Neil Patrick and Harris, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's just so much fun because it's like, and that's the show is full of just like small gags like that that are huge reveals that are just like small things. I love how the show is able to build on pop culture references, but not in a way that feels like, oh, this is the episode where we riff on the Babadook, or this is the episode where we riff on the witch. They just pepper them in there and just assume almost everything about pop culture. It has been true to some extent, but is far less interesting or scary than you imagine it being. Yeah, there's that part where he's like, I've seen a bunch of Babadooks. He's like, no, you saw a single Babadook. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I love the one where it was the uh, the superb owl party where it went oh, yeah. the old oh, lady old who is like, they think she's all crazy now. He's like, oh yeah, everything she's saying is true. I, you know, I visited her as a child, and and you know when it reveals that she has her necklace, it's like, yes, my mother's screams were in this necklace. You can hear it. She, she it was very close, so it's very loud. <laughs> I think I think my favorite line was a uh, Colin Robinson. He was talking about uh how he doesn't mind being rejected by people, but when he got rejected by Nadja's that doll, that that hurts. Oh yeah, yeah. that hurts. Did you guys have any big issues with the season? Hell no. The the closest thing to big issues is there's some the, like the superb owl one is probably my least favorite one, but not by a lot. Only because I felt like some of the gags didn't work as well. Although like, but a lot of the small gags work. But that's what that's why the reason the show works as well as for me is that so many of the small gags work bigger than some of the big overarching things going on in it. Like, I was a little disappointed that Mark Hamill's thing wasn't a little more, like, part of it, a part of his episode, right. I guess, if that yeah, makes no, sense. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, like, I, I love that, the parts he was in, but I felt like I was expecting more from that part. But everything, but like I said, everything involving Jackie Daytona just made up for so much. The idea that all he has to do is put a toothpick in his mouth, yes. and everyone doesn't know who he is. <laughs> And it's such a great little thing, and I love, like, just the dumb little shit like that throughout the show, and, and the fact that then the reveal in the last episode where they, it turns out nobody knows Guillermo's last they name. They know nothing about him. Is another <laughs> great little thing. And and then it's one of those things where you think about it, and you're like, well, I don't really know his last name either. Like, you're watching the show, and you're just like, well, I don't know anything about Guillermo up to a certain point either, and that's a great little thing, and everything about and some of the char- but some of the characters, like I said, I felt like they just sort of disappeared for a little bit. Like I felt like the hunting group. I was expecting more from the hunting group after the episode where they fuck up. Well, they were all dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, only only one of them, only one of oh, them that's dies. That's true. That's and true. Only one of the black guys die. Yeah, and <laughs> and then like they're just gone after that. Like they don't come back to, um, especially the fact that they didn't come back to, um, uh, what, um. Uh, Jonah Hill's sister's character, 
Uh, like she's mentioned real quick. Oh yeah, I, they, was, mis- I was missing her. In they the dropped that character real hard. Yeah, she just sort of disappears, and like, and they have her roommate in the hunting group, and that's why I was expecting more from that part. Did you guys at all feel that the finale was a little rushed? Finale. That's the uh, yeah. It's the theater episode, yeah. right? I don't know if I felt uh, it was rushed. I I felt like Guillermo leaving the place was rushed. Yeah, because it's like. But the actual like. Yeah, because oh yeah, I I agree there where he really started to have doubts about his place in the uh, house in episode nine, and then he's gone by episode ten, which is the season finale, which is like if. And yes, he's having this existential crisis throughout this whole season, but it doesn't feel like him wanting to leave until the end of episode nine. So it's like, yeah, I could see that it is rushed. I thought it was more rushed him coming back. Because it's just like if he had left by like season uh, episode nine and then came back season 10, that would have been more space. But the fact is like he left and then it seemed like not even a day he was back. So it's like that felt rushed. Now here, this is where I will disagree with you guys, because throughout the season, it really just it really is about Guillermo. First off, feeling himself a little bit. He knows he's a badass. He is the most he he could. That's, oh, that's a great question. Could he kill Colin Robinson? That's that's let me, let me side table that for right now. But basically, Guillermo, the the entire season, this season, he is like the most confident I've like seen he that grows character. Into it, certainly. And yeah, and and numerous parts of the season, he's like the one solving problems for everybody, and still is being treated like shit. He's really not that familiar. He's their bodyguard. He's their chauffeur. He's their. He is their Alfred, if Batman couldn't do shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. But also, uh, when he leaves and he comes back, uh, all I needed was a four-minute scene of his mom messing around in the fridge while he's trying to talk to the camera crew before I was like, yeah, I'd leave too. <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, I, did, I didn't feel him coming back was rushed, though. The only thing is that, like, I, I do feel like um, I wish I would have saw more of them dealing with without Guillermo because it's just sort of it's just sort of says it cuts Maybe to like what a week it. later it's like kind of thing he's gone and then he's like back. I felt like I just yeah. needed yeah. that gap I felt like the thing. episode could have easily been like 40 to 50 minutes like it, it should have been like a two-part kind of thing like yeah. I wish the, it would have been him having gone and then like have the rest of that episode be them dealing with him being gone and na- and then also like deal with Nandor like his personal issues with him being gone like I felt like that needed to be fleshed out more it's just sort of said is the thing. Like, and that's my main issue with that part is that his relate the final bits of his relationship are just kind of said out loud instead of shown fully. Um, but that final yes. part of the finale, oh yeah, I watched that part like four times because it's so magical. Not because Guillermo just goes fucking ape shit. But because even after all that, the last <laughs> thing Nandor says is, I don't get care, I had to do my I own I had laundry. to get my own laundry. <laughs> so guys, uh, final thoughts. Uh, Mike, how did you feel about this season as a whole? This season is continues to show why I love this show. It's one of the best shows on television right now. It's one of the funniest things I've ever watched. With The Good Place off the air, I agree with Chris, this is probably the funniest show on TV right now. Um... There's some small nitpicks, but they're so small. 
that like I would have such a hard time really like saying, well, this is why it's a terrible season. It's like, no, this season builds up on every character. It builds up on their story. It builds up on their backstories. It builds up on the relationships between, you know, Colin Robinson and the other vampires. Because you keep wondering, like, well, why do they... Like, why does Colin Robinson stick around with these guys? Because the same way, these are his family, and they're his family, even if they don't always like each other. And Guillermo's, like, entire arc is just fascinating to watch from going from kind of meek to, like, eventually, you know, accepting the fact that, hey, I'm pretty good at this, but I also, my friends are, like, my friends kind of thing. And so he knows, he knows his sides, and I'm cool with that. All the guest stars are amazing. Nick Kroll comes back, and he's fucking phenomenal as well in his episode. And it's so goddamn funny. And the effects are really good. The The writing is still solid. And I would personally have to give it 9 out of 10 times they tried to guess Guillermo's last name. <laughs> and Mindy? I thought I'm um, this season really added to the first season the season is is better than the first which is great when you have an extended show uh all the characters are just delightful to go on their journeys with it it is a silly uh kooky show which has always been my aesthetic in regards to humor i love the fact that they focused on guillermo and they gave him a journey and it was an engaging journey that you really, really, uh, you know, he, he felt a little underutilized in the first season, and they absolutely made up for it in this season. There are little nitpicky things to to nitpick. Like, I think some of the guest stars and think, um, could have been expanded. Like, you know, I agree that Mark Hamill should have had more to do. But again, they are nitpicks. Overall, this show is a delight. Uh, and I'm excited for next season. So I'm going to give it 9.5 jars of vampire semen. <laughs> <laughs> Out of 10. I, uh, I love this show, guys. Uh, this, is the, this is one of the FX's best shows, right next to Dave. This is, uh, this is the gift that keeps on giving. And it's amazing. Lately, we've been having a lot of TV shows based on movies that are actually pretty good. And this is, like, no exception. By far, the cast is incredible. Uh, once again, I, I will never stop saying it out loud. It's just great to see a brown person on the screen. Love it. And really, surprisingly, uh, the show's fucking creepy as fuck. And there's just some images that are going to stay with you, like Colin Robinson opening a door and an old woman coming at him like the ring. Oh, that part was amazing. I love when he just says, ma'am. Oh, and I love that bit. It's like, <laughs> how did you know? It says salida. It's exit in Spanish. <laughs> this is a strong season. Everybody should watch this. You don't, even, you don't even have to watch the first season, but you should because it's great. Just like this. I want to give this 10 out of 10 Collins. Wow. Alright, uh, yeah, I mean, I sort of binged all of this show. I didn't get to watch much of the first season last year, but I binged it all, and it is just, it's such a great addition to the original film, which I found to be one of those movies I could turn on for 15 minutes and get my friends to laugh hysterically. And it was just one of those fun party movies for me. Uh, with this, I, I think 
it's even better than the movie. It's even better than the last season. I, on a whole, I think what we do in the shadows is probably the funniest show on TV by far. I love every member of the cast. The, the world building is great. I felt like the finale was a little rushed, but then again, I, if my biggest complaint is that I wanted more of something, I think that <laughs> that's not really much of a complaint. I would give it uh, nine out of 10 piles of ash that look like a vampire suspiciously and also smell like them. Are you trying to make a girlfriend, Guillermo? <laughs> Using ash. It's a nice try, though. <laughs> I lost it when that fucking scene happened. And like I said, every time... The Andor and Guillermo on screen, I just, I lose it every time, no matter what it is. And it's just, that part was amazing. I think it's honestly just a testament to any good show where you can just pair up two people and it's instantly funny to some extent. Like, yeah. if you were to pair up Naja and Guillermo for one episode and Colin and Laszlo, like, you can, you're already sort of laughing at the idea of those characters interacting. <laughs> How did you guys feel about the amount of updog in this season? over the last she probably asked your grandma on that one i'll resurrect her from the dead and ask her just to train the last of her life force <laughs>